Hey, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? What did you barbecue this weekend? Well, I guess what I did, I barbecued some ribs, some pork ribs, and it didn't turn out the best. It's not my usual best, I have to admit. So again, this is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. It is currently May 23rd, 2021, and it is 3.53 a.m. in the morning. And guess what? That's Sunday, by the way. And uh, yes, I am kind of burning the midnight oil, working late, typing up stuff. So I'm going to turn this music down and start chatting away to you. So how was your weekend going so far? We still have one day left. That's a Sunday. That is today. I think I'll wake up early and maybe sleep away half the day. Um, maybe I'll go biking today. <laughs> so uh, I really don't know. Man, I had a long weekend. I had a long day on Friday. I went with a bike ride with my cousin. And, uh, you know, I took my cousin on this great 20-mile bike ride. And we uh, biked up at the last end of this bike ride. We went from my house over in Kaneohe all the way over to Waimanalo. We kind of skated our way through town in Kaneohe and went up a lot of different hills. And we finished with maybe a 600-foot climb, maybe an 800-foot climb. It was really, really steep. The total miles of elevation which we rode that day was 3,800 feet. And we rode that in about 20 miles. That's pretty high. And, um, well, he, my cousin, who's, um, I guess he biked, I guess he li- he listens to my podcast, and if you're listening, you did a great job. And uh, yeah, but he pushed himself really hard up the hill. He you know he's not really a hill climber or a bike racer like I am, but man, he did mine over matter, mine over lactic acid, and uh, he pushed himself and ground up that hill. You know, there's a point when everyone, is, I guess, when they bike up a hill, there's a there's a point even for me and a lot of people where you just want to quit, and you just have to really just muscle through all of that pain that's going through your entire body to to make it up this hill and everyone's you know breaking point is very different uh some you know and uh, you never can tell when you have a bad day and uh, my cousin he kind of hit the wall maybe halfway through and he just pushed through and finished this steep hill and it was great so really great accomplishment and if you're listening, my cousin, great job. We got to do more hills and we're going to do that hill again and you won't be as tired the second time around. I promise it's going to be good. So other things on my mind today, I want to talk about barbecue. I want to talk about um, this movie called Tenet, which I just finished watching. Uh, by the way, if you, I also watched today um, with Pitmaster Keith. Um, he, he got off work over at the supermarket a little bit early, and uh, I asked him, hey, do you want to watch that movie Army of the Dead? And uh, I, yeah, he, he said, yeah, Steve, why not? And we watched it. It sucked. It sucked balls. It was horrible. One of the worst movies of 2020, if not the worst. Uh, we did a whole podcast just earlier today, right there on my front porch, and uh, both of us hated it. Uh, my other friend loved it. I know some people who loved it, and that's okay. We all have different opinions, um, but we really, really just hated it because, uh, oh man, it didn't make any sense. So you can listen to me rant about the Army of Dead movie on the podcast before this one. 
But I'm going to rant about this movie called Tenet, uh, which I think it was released in the theaters, but at the same time on HBO Max. Uh, finally got around to watching it. Um, it was That movie, I believe, is uh, directed and written by Chris Nolan. He's the guy who does all the Batman movies. And that one is also an F, just to let you know. So uh, I will talk about that movie when I get back from the break. But before I cut to the break, I want to talk about my barbecue. So on Friday, uh, after I did my bike ride with my cousin, I had a wedding that day, and then also I had a, um, I also had a barbecue that night. And uh, I cooked my barbecue ribs the, the day before. Uh, Pitmaster Keith helped me cook it. Unfortunately, he had to work on Friday night, so he couldn't attend the barbecue with us. So, uh, but with that being said. Yeah, we thought we were going to do a really good job with the barbecue because we followed all the protocols that we usually do. And when I tasted it on that day, um, everyone else loved it. I think some people said they loved it. Maybe maybe they didn't love it, but it wasn't up to my standards, not even close to my standards. And why? It's because the salt that I used basically wasn't strong enough. Now, I Googled and Googled and Googled to see if salt actually loses its strength. And finally, I found an article that said it does. Because I was finding a lot of articles that said that salt doesn't lose its strength over time. It's one of the spices out there that's in your cabinet that should basically last forever, past the expiration date. Well, that is wrong, people. 100% wrong. Because I have used salt over and over and over and over again on a lot of my things. And, you know, for me, I barbecue a lot. I cook a lot. I cook a lot, cook a lot of steak. I cook a lot of barbecue ribs and brisket and everything. And I always find when I first crack open my kosher salt, it's really, really, really salty. So I have to be very careful on how much salt I put on all of my foods. And then over time, it becomes less salty. And there comes a point where I can kind of salt my my meat out there pretty liberally and it'll come out okay. It'll actually come out very good, uh, but I don't have to be as careful as when I first bought it. Because when I first buy that salt, my Morton's uh, or Morton's or the Diamond Star salt, kosher salt, you have to be very careful on how much salt you put on top of your meat because you can over-salt it very, very easily. And now it's gotten to a point where I liberally salt it. I... I put so much salt onto this pork ribs because I had a feeling that this salt was going to be very weak because the week before when I cooked the salmon, I salted the salmon and it was still weak. It was still very, very weak. So this time I made sure I salted this pork, um, this actual, uh, not pork shoulder, uh, these pork ribs, these pork spare ribs very, very liberally. Uh, liberally, I'll, I'll explain it by describing it like dried skin. So, you know, if you ever had that dried skin on your heel and you, and it looks like it's cracking or, or so, um, that's how it looked. That's how much salt I actually put on top of this, this, uh, these pork spare ribs. There was so much salt on top of there. It looked as though it had dried skin and it looked as though it had to be shaved off with a pumice stone, right? And I left it overnight. Now you would think these ribs would get oversalted. In fact, that was my fear that when I would taste the ribs that next day, it would be oversalted. And it was hardly salted. So guess what, people? That proved to me that this, these, uh, I guess the, the kosher salt in my salt shaker had actually left the building. Now, why did it do that? Because apparently salt, you know, it, it should not lose power. Here's what I read, <laughs> that salt 
the ones that we buy for our our table or to season with, they have a filler with it. So Hawaiian salt or rock salt per se, it actually does not, um, I guess, lose strength over time because there's no fillers in it, right? But kosher salt or iodized salt or any type of table salt, over time it will. So what actually happens? Well, the humidity, if, if you live in a very dry area, which I do, just happens to be about 95% humidity sometimes. Uh, Kahalu here is very, very, very humid sometimes. It's not like Florida or the South, but it's, you know, we have trade winds. It doesn't feel as bad when it's 90% humidity, uh, but it is humid. So what happens is that the, the your, your salt, it evaporates into the, the NaCl part of the crystal, the salt of the crystal, evaporates into the air. But the crystal is left behind. So you still see this salt crystal inside your salt shaker. But guess what? There's nothing in there. The majority of it has left. So your salt crystal is kind of translucent. And it's there's nothing there. Well, there's something there, but very little. Not like before. So over time... If you leave your salt out and it's not in a glass jar or anything that is uh, that will um, be airtight, your salt will lose strength over time. I had no idea, and that's why. So, if you're wondering why your salt or, or any type of even even your garlic salt, by the way, by the way, it loses power. I noticed when I first buy my garlic salt from the store, it's very powerful. I store that. I actually store my garlic salt in the refrigerator because I don't want it to clump up. And guess what? We again, when you first buy it, it's super salty, and over time, it gets to the right amount of saltiness where you can kind of say, "Okay, I'm used to putting one teaspoon of this into my Caesar salad or whatever like that," and then my Caesar salad dressing mixing it right, of course, and it won't oversalt it. But when you first put it on, you're like, "Whoa, it's too much salt for it. It becomes it's way too salty." So, again. If you have to be very, very careful and know, I guess, how much salt or how salty your salt is. And I think the best way to have any type of consistency in the future uh, for myself is to store my kosher salt in a glass jar rather than a regular shaker. That's the, I believe that what I have to do. That's what I have to do. So um, glad I learned this before I went professional. You learn every single day. Who would have known? Who would have known? And hopefully I'll avoid this type of mistake later on. You know, I haven't had good luck with barbecue in my last two cooks. How do you like that? With all of the experience that I have, I've messed up. I've messed up. I put stevia instead of brown sugar. I was just too tired. And now my salt is not salty enough. Can I catch a break in my barbecue life? Oh, boy. So that's it for my barbecue talk for today. I am going to come back from this commercial break. I want to talk about that movie, Tenet. Oh, my God. That's the second worst movie that I saw today. (sighs) Okay. I'll get all of that off of my chest right after these messages. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So... If you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. 
Hey everyone, I hope you're back from that commercial break. I got the nice, fun reggae music playing right now. Man, I was looking for this music on my list right here. I couldn't find it. I forgot the name. I love it. I gotta use this for my other podcast. One of my other podcasts, but for my next podcast. Why don't we say that, right? Man, I love this music. I just want to listen to it for a while. Oh, it's good. This is good music. Somebody should write some lyrics to this. Okay. But what I'm about to tell you, by the way, isn't as happy as this music because that movie Tenet, oh, or what's it called? Tenet? Tenet, I think. Tenet? What is it called? Tenet? Yeah. Anyway, Tenet. I saw that on HBO Max. Man, did that movie suck. Now, I went into there, just like how I did um, into Army of the Dead. I went in there with a bias. I wanted to see a good movie. And why did I think this movie would be good? Well, it's directed and written by none other none other but then Chris Nolan. So he directed the Batman movies. He wrote the, direct, um, I guess, the Batman movies. And I, I kind of liked the Batman movies. I kind of didn't at the same time. But overall, it's good. They're not bad. And um, so I watched it. And it was slow moving. That's number one. But number two, this movie was confusing as heck. And the characters in this movie, they, they spent their whole time trying to explain what this movie was about and how time travel uh, worked in this movie. So just to let you know, I'm going to discuss some spoilers. So if you want to watch this movie, Tenet, uh, you know, check out right now. And if you want to listen to my opinion, check right back in. All right. Because, you know, I get, again, you know, I, I'm going to try to avoid as many spoilers as I can, but I don't think I can. Um, so, so why don't we just to get this started? This movie, uh, is a time travel movie. All right. And I love time travel movies, but you know, time travel, it should be pretty easy to explain. So for example, if I go, if I drop, if I lose my wallet, right now, right? If I lost my wallet, the theory is I could go back in time and then maybe look at where I lost my wallet and maybe even change time, make myself, uh, I guess, remind myself not to lose my wallet so I won't put it there, you know, in the next time, in the next time around, right? Or in the current timeline or something like that. You, you get what I'm saying. It's pretty easy to explain time travel. But in this movie, they explain it much differently. So apparently, when you, if you go backwards in time, and if you speak going backwards in time, you will come out sounding as though you're a record player playing backwards in time. So if I say hello, I may sound like, like something like that. So in, in, in real time, it will sound as though I'm saying hello. And if I walk forwards in regular time, or no, hold on. If I walk forwards when I'm going back in time, and if you see me while uh, walking forwards back in time, if you see me, if you actually see me back in time, I will be walking backwards. That's what happens in Tenet. So again, let me describe this to you one more time. If I'm walking forward in regular time, and then I basically go back in time and walk the same path backwards, you will see me actually walking backwards, literally walking backwards and all that. If I shoot a bullet in regular time, what's going to happen when I go backwards? That bullet is going to go backwards, not forwards. It's strange. It's so hard to even to explain to you how this theory works. But okay, fine. It's a different theory. But they spend the entire movie um, 
explaining how this type of time travel works because it starts getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And in fact, in the beginning, we have no idea that it's even time travel. And then they start throwing out screenwriting terms like protagonist, antagonist, and who's a who's what in what storyline? Are you the protagonist or antagonist in storyline? And exactly who are you? Are you a supporting character or not? Are you the hero? Are you the boss or you're the supporting boss or whatever and all that? What is your role in this entire story? And you really don't know until the very, very end. But even then, when you watch it, you're still confused. So this is a movie that you may have to watch three or four or five times to really understand what in the world is going on. Um, but even then, do you want to even watch it? Because it's very, very frustrating to watch. And on top of that, it's very boring because... This time travel, all they do is talk about this time travel and about how it works. And everyone has a different explanation of how it works, where it works, why it's working. And that's all they talk about. And everyone's role in this entire movie is kind of up in the air. Now, at the end, it, they kind of try to explain how it all comes together. And I can kind of see where they're going. But it's still stupid. And here's the dumbest thing what I don't understand is that apparently this whole time travel type of stuff, it was invented by someone back in the past who discovered this algorithm or an end of life algorithm. So if they got this algorithm together by executing this algorithm, all life as we know it would actually cease to exist forever. Now, when you say algorithm, I think of computer programming or something like that, because that's what an algorithm is. Apparently, this algorithm are, they're inside of these contraptions, like, you know, like these kind of like containers and, and little small magnets or something you put together. And apparently, if you get all of them together in one spot, I don't know how you detonate it or anything, you engage the algorithm, and then the world would just end. All right? What I, I, but I don't understand it. It's not a computer algorithm. It is, what it is, it's physical things, you put it together, they didn't really explain it. Like, so it's confusing. I still don't know what's going on. I really don't know what's going on. And, um, and I just left this movie confused. Now, I think if I watch it again, maybe I will understand it, but you're not supposed to, movies are not supposed to be explained. And in this movie, they try to explain the whole movie to you and how this type of time travel works, but it doesn't really, really work because again, huh, it's boring right? So some of the scenes are pretty cool, pretty interesting because, you know, I think there's one scene, uh, there, there's one scene where he's actually fighting a guy from the past and he's fighting backwards. What The other guy's fighting backwards and the other guy's fighting forwards. So it just really looks kind of weird. Like the choreography looks very, very funky. And so you say, that's something weird going on. It, it doesn't really work out really that, that great. So um, anyway, in the end, the movie is just mush. I wish, uh, you know, what I said to Pitmaster Keith, because we watched two movies uh, that night, that this Christopher Nolan, I think he basically overthrottled his brain. You know, there comes a point where people get too smart, too complex, and they try to be too creative, and the only person who actually gets it are either, you know, filmmakers who think too deeply into their own art, or the filmmaker himself who, who created the art, only he can actually understand and decipher that art. Um, this movie is a movie that has to be deciphered and 
I don't think a lot of people will get it. And I think a lot of people who get it will think they're better than everyone because, you know, they get it. You don't get it. It's one of those things, right? And, um, but I don't think a movie should be made that way. I really, really don't. Uh, I give it an F. It's flat out a bad movie. So <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Now, other than that, um, there is a woman in this movie that is really, really tall. I just have to say that. Um, she is like a giant and she has a really, really long neck. I'm not sure which actress this is, but I think that's not very good casting because she towered over the main characters and mostly everyone there. I mean, she was tall. Really, 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 really tall. It's either that or everyone's really short, but I think she was tall, maybe 6'3", 6'4", and I think she was wearing heels on top of that. So she was wearing heels. She's maybe 6'6", 6'7", when she's walking down the road. And, and she's very much proportionate, but she's still yet. She looks huge, taller than most people walking by her. And uh, I, I just don't think it was the right, um, I guess, uh, she wasn't casted right. I just don't think she was casted right. I think she should have been casted in a much different role. Uh, she was. She played more of the victim than the victor. Uh, I think she should have been more in an alpha role than, than a beta role. Why don't we just say that? Because, you know, she just looks very, very dominant, very, very strong. She doesn't look like a weak woman. She looks like a strong woman, and she plays a weak woman here. Her husband, who's the bad guy, is beating her up, and he's way shorter than her, maybe about, you know, two feet shorter than her, it feels like. I mean, the guy's a little, a little shrimp. He's beating up a six-foot-seven tall woman, I don't think so. I think that woman can take him. She has a longer reach. She she can kick him from a really, you know, really far distance. She can kick him in the balls. I just think so. Anyway. Okay, anyway, everyone, that is my uh, podcast for today. It's a really short one because um, I don't have much to, t to talk about about the movie because it's, it's just a really bad movie. And not much went on this weekend, right? Not much politics other than, other than bad barbecue and uh, me biking. Nothing much. So... That's about it for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you have a really, really good Sunday. Talk to you later. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQTO Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ 2 Movies. Catch you around.